I've lost so much muscle mass. Hello and welcome to the Thursday edition of Block Bites Daily. It's a me, your host, Corvald. Joining me today, as always, is Lord Beavis of the Bite Masons and Dr. Professor Mikey of the Block Bites. Today we will discuss the future of USDR, if you've ever heard of it. We'll have more details on the SBF trial and the grift. And we're going to answer a couple questions like, will Stars Arena bounce back? So stick around, folks. It's going to be a great show, and you might just learn something. Mikey, let's start the show. They take your money, then they take you down with them. Let's do better together. ERN, extremely resilient, naturally. What's up, guys? Austin here with Block Bites, and I just wanted to give a big shout out to the team from Shimmer Network for sponsoring our channel. If you haven't looked into Shimmer yet, they are a DAG-based, feeless layer one network that's highly scalable. You can learn more by visiting shimmer.network. Hey, what's up, guys? Hello. Hello, everyone. How Ooh. are you enjoying this beautiful Thursday? Good. Woke up early, got some work done. Yeah, do some push-ups? Nope. Cool. I probably, I drank an energy drink, and I looked at a vitamin, and I was uh-huh. like, you know what, I'll eat that later, which is a pretty nice health improvement for me. Yeah. So. Were you I not looked- looking at them before? I mean, I was like looking at them in my peripheral, but today I look directly at them, which Once is like, closer. yeah, <laughs> we call that in cognitive behavioral therapy. They call that exposure therapy. You're getting closer and closer. Next, you might even touch it. What the heck? I looked at my medication this morning and thought the same thing. Maybe I should take that. And I didn't. <laughs> wow. There's a V12 going down. This no, I, um, beer market is brutal. <laughs> on meds. He was neglecting his health. My uh, um, my girlfriend never takes her vitamins, mm-hmm. and they're expensive. And I get them monthly delivered, and I keep forgetting to turn them off. So I'm taking expensive <laughs> women's vitamins. <laughs> Dude, that's not good, bro. Dude, you know what'll happen? Gonna, if you take female vitamins. I'm going to become a woman. Um, that's the best case scenario. Worst case scenario, <laughs> you don't want to know. It's, they just have more ferritin and zinc, which I need anyway. So, oh, I don't even know what any of that is. And a lot of yeah, estrogen. Uh, you're gonna start growing. Um, there's not estrogen and multivitamins, Mikey. Okay. You're gonna, start, <laughs> you're gonna start growing longer eyelashes. Good. Ladies love that. Yeah, I've gotten compliments on my eyelashes, Mikey. You jealous? No, I can't even see your eyelashes, dude. Yeah, because you're not looking hard enough, buddy. Um, so, guys. I want to know, kind of before we go any further, you know, let's do a little mental health check. You know, Mikey said he's on meds, but, you know, how are you guys feeling, dude? It's been, it's been, ETH is down, Bitcoin's down, people are screaming and crying in the streets, they're pissing and pooping themselves. Well, I have a new hobby being, uh, ever since I decided I have to be a marketing guy, (laughs) uh, I've been trying to master the Twitter algorithm. 
And my new hobby is uh, trying to get impressions and engagement on Oath Foundation tweets. And one of the best ways to do that is to uh, tell everybody on the stream you're on to go to the Oath Foundation Twitter account and leave a damn comment and threaten their lives. Whoa. Yes, please. Everyone, go leave a comment on a everyone comment. here's Twitter. That will help everything. You know, I don't know. It'll change that. the world. We're solving I, real problems here. I feel like you're not going to really break through the algorithm right now with, you know, the war going on. Because when I scroll through, I don't follow anybody, and I'm just seeing... dude. It's no. all propaganda. It's it's yeah. like the sickest thing ever. It's so like, you know, I'm not going to talk about it because I'll get in trouble. But um, mm. it's like every every side is like virtue signaling, like oh, we're the good guys, we're the good mm. guys, and it's like just Russia and China and the U.S. in the background, like you know. You know what I want to see? Look, hmm. I'm I got no dog in this fight here. But if you if you're gonna go on Twitter and wave your thumbs around and post about it, bro, why don't you just go enlist, dude? Just join the foreign <laughs> legion and put your money where your mouth is, brother. Take a side for real. Um, we need more journalists down there ASAP. Yeah, and that could be you in the audience. Hold that one guy, Miles Lord Miles. He survived the Taliban. Apparently, they had a great time. It was just like a slumber party. If you Miles know that new story, wow. He was the yeah. official Solidity developer for the Taliban, programming all the rug pulls yeah. that uh, fill up their uh, ETH wallets. That'd be fantastic, yeah. Oh, what a great gig. Either that or the cartels. Those are probably the two top highest paying gigs in crypto at the moment. Um, or North Dude, no, North. they don't get paid. Dude, they're, dude, I guarantee you they're like yeah. just chained up somewhere. Theoretically, I mean, when you when you have like an accountant or a programmer or whatever, you, you know, start threatening his family, you make him work all the time. At least, you know, I've seen I've seen the first the first few episodes of Ozark. So I know a thing or two. <laughs> OK, why did, yeah. Why does Demas know so much about this? I've got to tell you. Oh, God, I've seen no. I've almost finished season one of Ozark and I basically know everything about organized crime now. You're in for some rude awakenings when you get to season three, okay, buddy? Party, whatever. You think um, you Yeah, I think we kind of just learn more about you, Beavis. You already got a propensity for slavery, and now you're just talking about enslaving solidity devs. I want to do a little check-in, welfare check-in on the Bite Mason devs here. I'm a little it's worried. It's called a biz business model, okay? Mm -hmm. Deal with it. But, yeah. um, Bring back the Macklemore. Yeah, yeah, looking good. I said he didn't like this. I said he looked like either a lesbian tattoo artist or a uh, uh, Viking. I guess. I guess those are the two people that get this. Who's the Who's the Hispanic <laughs> artist that does the na 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 na? He's got the mullet. Na 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 na. Bad Bunny. No, dude. Oh I was God. gonna say Bad Bunny. It's the only one I know. He's like Bella. Bella na 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 na. Okay. One sec. He, he's he's like a big guy, and everybody is getting his haircut now. I have no, Marty Bird. Oh, oh wait, that's God. the guy from Ozarks. Okay, combine oh, on chat. All right, I promise you guys we're gonna oh, get into. I think it's stuff. Uh, Ella Baila or well, whatever. Peso, it's Peso Pluma. Peso Pluma. So Aaron's ghost says, and I feel like I just said probably a racial slur. On yeah, no. There is is Aaron. he the one with the is he the one with the mullet though? Daddy Yankee. Daddy Yankee. It's not Daddy Yankee. Peso Pluma sounds right. Peso Pluma sounds right. What do I think of Uwu Chain? That's a good ass song. Eddie Guerrero. 
I don't think it's Eddie Guerrero. I mean, I think think Peso Pluma is right. That sounds very familiar. If we search him and he has a black uh, mullet, Peso, I'll tell you our our compliance officer. um, Yeah, it's Peso Pluma. Okay. Yeah, it's totally him. The compliance officer had a mullet years before Peso Pluma, and it looked even better. No Uh, way. Everyone's ghosted. I had an opportunity there. Damn. Dude, well, I would have just read anything just now. All right, let's get back on track here, guys. We were a, we're way off track here. Peso Pluma, I never even heard of this guy. Dude, if you haven't heard that song, it's one of the best songs in the world of the well, past we'll play, like we'll six play, months. We'll play it on the way out. How about that? Okay, that's Stick around, idea. folks, and you'll see a beautiful Latino mullet. You would have seen one on me about six months ago, but I dropped that because, you know, I like to stay on trend, baby. Oh, um, yeah. Enchantress Bun says, wow, he's kind of hot for a dude. Peso Pluma is cool. That's a cool guy. That's a cool guy. Uh, I want to, I got to, before we get into USDR's DPEG, I want to touch on a couple uh, questions we got here. I got asked, what do I think of Uwu Chain? Is it the next Solana? And I say it's going to be bigger than Solana because it's more kawaii, dude. Don't know if he's being serious, but if there is an Uwu Chain, I'm sure it's kawaii. Um, Oh, I'm not going to touch on that one. We're not going to try and get any fights here, but. Mr. Got Plenty asks, do you have to buy more when there's blood in the streets, even if it's your blood? Well, damn, that makes that makes you think. I mean, it depends on how much ammunition you got to fire, doesn't it? And how much you're buying. It depends on a bunch of factors. I think the what do you call that? Uh, Just like wisdom, the little nugget of wisdom that you get from Warren Buffett. If you can't if you value that guy's opinion at all. And he's just dropping these little aphorisms. So who knows how much they're worth? Not that much. He does say you buy, right? Everyone's scared. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, I I would say like. Then you sell when everyone gets happy. That's what you're supposed to do. Remember. I think we haven't. I don't don't think like the war is priced in yet, to be honest. Um, Mm -hmm. Like my blood is on the streets. I think everyone who's bullish on crypto's blood is on the streets. It's just a big mishmash of blood, you know, big biohazard. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody's just waiting for kind of um, a moment of clarity. That's what I'm waiting for, at least. It's like, okay, you know, I'm going to keep farming my stable coins. I'm going to keep, you know, calm. I'm going to focus on my family, going to focus on my health, going to watch the markets, going to keep building, you know, going to pay close attention um, and, and just, you know, look for opportunity. And um, there's a lot of opportunity, a lot of little opportunities right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think anything big enough to bring liquidity and, and fresh users into the market. And everybody's worried about the war right now, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, I don't think we've seen frankly enough of a drawdown in crypto assets, uh, uh, to, to price that in. And maybe that'll never happen. Maybe our, our war we'll was see. fought in the books against Sam Bankman fried or whatever yeah. his name is. And we'll, we'll but, get into that. Cause I have a, I have, I have a little question for you and a couple points I want to talk about in regards to the health of the greater market and SBF's relation to it and kind of our expectations. But let's start off with the USDC or USDR DPEG because this is, I think, an interesting one. Bebus, you've become a stablecoin guy now, so you've got some kind of insight into how they function and what you can expect out of them. But guys, if you don't know what USDR is, um, it's real USD, unlike all the fake USD out there. So USDR was a stablecoin that was issued by a company called Tangible. 
and it powered the Pearl Exchange. So that's not super important. It was just like uh, the the stable coin that Pearl used as incentives and in their system. But Tangible is an interesting company here because Tangible, they, my page got all mangled. Okay. Yeah. So Tangible, they specialize in real world assets, which is, you know, something that I really love to talk about. <laughs> um, but the problem with this stable coin and why it depegged, so it depegged like 55%. Um, it, would, it got down to like 55 cents, which, you know, is no good for something that's supposed to be worth a dollar. Um, now, the team claims that it's 100% backed. They're fine. They'll be able to pay everyone out. But the problem is only like 50% or so of their the backing was in DAI, was in a liquid asset DAI. Mm -hmm. And that's all been depleted. So what they have left now is an insurance fund they need to liquidate and a, a bunch of real estate because a bunch of real estate was backing this. So they're working on a way, they're calling it baskets where they're going to, further like draw liquidity out of these real estate assets by remarketing them as like nfts um to, to make stable coin holders whole like whole again now i think on the surface this is kind of a silly idea right backing a stable coin a, a dollars like cash is the most liquid asset imaginable right you can use it anywhere instantly anyone will take it it's fast, right? To back it by real estate is kind of absurd because real estate is not liquid at all. It, yeah. Correct me if I'm wrong. It, it's way too difficult to totally. draw cash out of real estate to satisfy. You're gonna, you're. It was inevitable that something like this was gonna happen. Anytime and pricing it is is a challenge as well, like valuing mm -hmm. it because I'm sure they're they're drawing valuations from point of purchase and. Mm -hmm. You know, it's cheaper to buy a house than it is to sell a house. Um, that's that's for sure. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been keeping up with USDR forever. They mm -hmm. were bribing hundreds of thousands of dollars uh, on solidly forks across the ecosystem. That, that's something else I wanted to mention is that I would see USDR a lot. You know, we do a little yield field every once in a while on DeFi Tuesday. I would see USDR a lot absurdly high APRs. I never wanted to bring it up because it seemed too good to be true. To see a stable coin routinely getting 110%. I had no idea where the yield came from. Mm -hmm. um, and frankly, I, I don't think anybody did unless they were just, they had all this funding in the background and mm -hmm. were just minting it in top, on top of the value of, of the housing. Um, I think that's totally possible. And they were using solidly as sort of a distribution and adoption mechanism. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I've I've looked at um, every aspect of this. And I will say, I think tangible is innovative. Mm -hmm. um, I think they're smart. Um, I think also that they didn't really go about this how I would have. I don't know what the right way is. I guess we can we can say, as a matter of fact, given the events of the past few days, that they went about it the wrong way. Mm -hmm. But I don't think there was a way of knowing that until this happened. I mean, everybody thought that this would happen. Like, there was mm -hmm. writing on the wall here. Um, and I'll tell you, a bunch of hedge funds were using USDR. It was kind of like, you know, the poster child for stable asset yield for the past six months to a year. Really? Yeah. 
it, 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 like people love it. And, and the thing is, it was kind of like, you know, post Luna, it was mm -hmm. like, you know, everybody's guilty pleasure. It was like, well, yeah, I'm farming USDR. You know, <laughs> I know, I, I know I shouldn't be, um, yeah. you know, and, and the thing is like, um, I think what really happened is the drive for yield and the drive for ad adoption, you know, tangible maybe got a little lost along the way, started mm -hmm. breaking some of the key rules um, for stablecoin design being no endogenous collateral. Mm -hmm. um, they were considering tangible tokens. They were considering the value of their company. They were considering Pearl tokens and the value of the Pearl exchange um, as collateral backing and minting USDR on top of it. That is total Fugazi, mm -hmm. um, you know, and, and beyond that, like, you know, um, I, I know some people that literally in the past have like gut checked them intentionally, like funds would try to withdraw millions and millions of dollars just to see if they could service it. Um, and well, like, like, you know, big hedge funds do this and, and they could. And, and, you know, I think that gave people a lot of confidence. Mm -hmm. um, but to me and to a lot of other people, and I think even to the people farming it, it was very obvious that it wouldn't be able to withstand uh, a bank run. So yeah. there's a strategy with baskets. Um, in theory, it's a lot smarter than trying to liquidate the real estate, um, mm -hmm. you know, essentially leveraging the real estate to, to create these new assets and make stable coin holders whole. Mm -hmm. um, it makes sense, but to me, it seems like trust is gone. Um, it, it, you know, mm. and to depend on baskets as a repayment mechanism, I just don't think they're going to be able to make it happen unless, you know, they have the ultimate like psyop marketing strategy and can just convince everybody it's going to be awesome this time. Well, I mean, what, what I should have looked this up before, but how big was USDR's market cap, um, before? Cause the it way they like, kind of. The, the way they kind of phrase the in there, I mean, obviously in their PR, they're going to phrase it as like minimal as possible. Like, oh, this was an experiment. It didn't work out. We're going to yeah. make it a whole. We're going to sunset it. We're not. It was nearly 50 mil, mil, I think. Um, yeah, that's what I'm seeing too. And I appreciate their messaging. Um, I just think like if if it gets down to liquidating the real estate, it's going to get painful. It's going yeah. to get... Like, you know, this isn't this, this is the value of their hedge fund. And, and this is basically a hedge fund. You know, mm -hmm. you put in a dollar, you get a dollar uh, and they're going to mess around with those dollars. Awesome. The, the value proposition for their hedge fund is we mint you a liquid token that you can farm with. It's mm -hmm. not, we have the best real estate deal flow. It's not, we have some secret sauce in the asset management end of things. It's really kind of like, you know, um, we're surfing Zillow for probably good deals <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and executing on them. Um, and, you know, now that the token element is gone, really what you have is a fairly normal hedge fund that doesn't even mm -hmm. specialize necessarily in, in this type of asset management. And oh, I see. the that's, appeal that's, is kind of gone for this, this service now without the, the stable coin. Yeah. And I mean, I, I, I hope I hope they can recover yeah. because what they were doing was innovative and a lot of people are going to learn a lot of things from it. Um, mm -hmm. And that, unfortunately, is is the value of experimentation. Mm -hmm. 
and I just hope they can make everybody whole or nearly whole. Um, that's like my big hope uh, for them. And um, I, you know, they have medium articles that I consider some of the best for stable coins that I share when, when noobs wow. need to need to learn about it. Like they, really? their founder talks about the stable coin trilemma. Mm -hmm. I, I share that in like internal documentation to get our team up to speed. Mm -hmm. um, so I have, I have respect for the team. I just, I know they're in for a terribly painful journey. I know their LPs are in for a terribly painful journey. Um, and I hope everybody buys into the baskets thing. Um, but it, it, to me, it's just survive. like, oh, what's that? So you, def you definitely want to see tangible survive. You're a tangible fan. Um, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm on the sidelines, you know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a tangible observer and I appreciate uh, the, the challenge that they're taking on. Um, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not going to pretend that I would do it any better. You know, um, if, if we're, we're looking into, uh, RWAs, like we're, we're big on RWAs to us, the idea of managing our own assets, I would literally rather die. Um, you know, we're partnering with people who specialize in asset management, people who get that kind of deal mm -hmm. flow, like, if liquidity, like liquidity is a big part of, of this collateral backing, mm -hmm. like why not uh, try to collateralize an REIT or, or a managed real estate fund? And, mm -hmm. and, and then you can have like a hard stop, like liquidation and you have liquidity and you have turnover and you have diversity um, and you don't need to worry about, you know, you're never going to price an asset as good as BlackRock can price an asset because BlackRock can set the damn price, you know? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And I think that's what, you know, they're fighting against. And I think the extreme ambition is admirable, but um, it just seems like it was doomed to failure. Um, and that's kind of what, like, you know, the stablecoin gang were all like, damn, USDC, USDR, uh, got all those good yields, everybody flocking to USDR. And, mm -hmm. and, you know, we all look, look into it and we're like, well, you know, we learn what we can and, um, you know, we, we just see it pan out and that's another, you know, piece of data, uh, for the design log. But mm -hmm. yeah. So, so really quickly, um, USDR will probably be sunset the token 100 percent mm -hmm. um so bebus what do you think man they've got this basket of assets they want to do to help recover um affected uh victims of the dpeg what do you think yeah. do they come back um, i mean i think like they're those are valuable guys like doing this really hard thing and making these really hard mistakes there's value in that. And I don't think they'll come back as big. Um, I, I don't think they'll have as, as big of a punch, but I wouldn't write guys like this out. Like when you're innovating on this level, like mm -hmm. people like uh, Ethereum, like Ethereum co-founders and stuff have tried this and failed, um, you know, and here they're doing it wrapped in a stable coin primitive and one of the more popular stable coins on, on L2s and side chains. Um, where it was. So, yeah, I think uh, we'll see them back in some capacity. Maybe they maybe they drill into the asset management and let other people handle the stablecoin and, and on-chain economics. Um, or maybe they lean further into the, the stablecoin and on-chain economics and, and uh, 
you know, have, have greater dependencies for the asset management. I don't know their team well enough, and I don't know their kind of vision well enough uh, to speak to that. Hmm. Philip says they are issuing an index of all the remaining assets with a rebasing token. Yeah, I think that's the baskets, um, which uh, it could be successful. Um, I think, like, the thing is, it was so crowded by funds that have, like, you know, their mandate is delta neutral, yield as much as possible. So they're they're not going to F with tangible anymore. Like, there's the concept, and I've talked about it before, of like fireable offenses in accounting and finance where if you if you allocate to BlackRock and BlackRock messes up, you're not going to get in trouble. Or if you allocate to Aave and Aave messes up, you're not going to get in trouble because everybody uh, is affected by that. Mm-hmm. If you allocate to tangible or you allocate to someone who might be a little iffy on the due diligence end of things and they mess up, you're getting fired. And now tangible has gone to the top of the list of, hey, if you're a fund manager and you allocate to this, you're risking your career. And that's kind of where the issue lies. Um, and and the thing is, it's like, it's not even a technical problem here. It's a, it's a design problem, sure. But if it's like a hack or a technical problem, you can come back with more audits, more endorsements, and, and give people that peace of mind. But here, you know, they have the proof of reserves. Um, you know, they communicated heavily and, and talked about it. And, you know, there is still that failure. So I don't know kind of what marketing angle they can hit people with. I think these baskets are going to come live and then that's just, you know, if, if they try to peg it to something or they try to build liquidity for it, they're all just going to get sold. Um, and, and, you know, people are going to, people are going to want to redeem, like they can't solve the problem just by minting more crypto. People are going to want to redeem as quickly as humanly possible. Um, because otherwise they, they chance losing their jobs, um, Mm -hmm. and, and failing their LPs. Um, because, Again, like most of most of the TVL, especially in stablecoin protocols, it's professional money managers, or it's or it's a demographic we call the proto manager, which is just a rich guy who's probably in finance uh, or in crypto managing his own money, um, and those guys are you know are likelier to stick around. But um, it it's just you know there's more opportunity out there, and um, I'm. I, I'm personally excited to see where tangible zeroes in on next. Um, Cause yeah, like honestly they were really kind of low key uh, taking up stablecoin market share and mm-hmm. a lot of people didn't know about them, but the ones that did, did. Um, and you know, they did a lot of innovating and, and they did a lot of exciting stuff. So um, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to hate on them. Um you know, it, it's the cool stuff that we've been talking about for years, you know, and, and they were actually out there doing it. They were in the arena, so to speak. Um, and and yeah. I think that's really respectable. So I kind of appreciate what you're saying here. They took some risks. They failed. Um, it happens, right? You know, you're not going to win every time. It doesn't seem kind of like what you're saying here. I, I think there there is a way of saying, you know, there's an approach to say to it to be like, you know, a technical one is is actually worse, right? Like, oh, because from an outside perspective, you'd be like, oh, so your programmers weren't diligent enough. 
like you didn't get it audited enough. You guys didn't work hard enough at it. This is a much more speculative type, I guess. Yeah, but it's that it's hard to define as kind of its biggest problem, I think. Mm -hmm. Um, Maybe once all the arbitragers get all the information out and do their own pricing and maybe there's not even enough value at risk for that. Um, But once once boots are on the ground, um, I think, you know, we'll figure out how bad the problem really is because mm-hmm. panic, of course, exacerbates everything times 10. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, yeah. So it hasn't really settled yet. So we don't know the full extent of everything, but I am with you here after looking into it a little bit more. I'm thinking tangible itself is going to survive. Uh, obviously the stable coin is not because they are doing some pretty interesting stuff. As I was throwing up on the screen, when we were talking, they have watches. You could get a watch. Having yeah. all these TNFTs, which I mean, personally, I don't really see the actual value of having someone else custody some luxury good that I want, right? If, if I'm investing in it, like, why wouldn't I just custody it myself uh, for one of these like gold bars, right? Like I could just buy gold. I could buy gold at Costco. Um, but the real estate is really interesting because this is kind of, is kind of iffy too because it allows you to kind of skirt maybe some legal restrictions in terms of purchasing real estate um, as like an uh, a foreign a foreigner in another country. I'd right? love to talk to their lawyer, dude. First of all, do not give out skirting real estate legal advice on this show, please. Well, I'm not giving advice. I'm raising a concern uh, <laughs> that uh, <laughs> okay. it, it it's a nice it's a nice idea, but there is going to be concerned right all, Especially of, all if, of financial technology is regulatory arbitrage like mm-hmm. there's no splitting hairs about that yeah if you look at financial legal history a lot of it is the people getting really rich are just doing something that is going to be made illegal in like a couple of years like once people figure out what they're doing and how it's working they're going to make it illegal because they're making too much money. Yeah, it's um, like a, it's like a, you know, finding like a, a money glitch in RuneScape or whatever. Oh, you yeah. know, the economy literally <laughs> just has those. Have you ever seen that story <laughs> about the guy? It was like some like twenty something year old who had just made like programmed some bots himself in his house in some random suburb in like Wisconsin, and he like sucked like two billion dollars worth of liquidity out of like out of like the market, and like the yeah. FBI came to his house, and he was like, oh, I just. <laughs> My bad. I didn't know it was even going to do that. <laughs> I was just trying to do some high-frequency trading. Um, so it's always kind of like that, you know, uh, the, sh- the gray area. But yeah. um, here's, yeah, a good, here's a good segue really quickly, too. Mm-hmm. Um, after, like, last thoughts about this, I, I think uh, Bebus is spot on. You know, the tangible team is going to have a pretty long, hard road ahead of them. But I do hope they're doing some very innovative things, things that will eventually – be everywhere mm-hmm. um and so you know and i'm glad that they already have a plan in place like it happened they were immediately put out a yeah. plan to hopefully make uh affected holders whole so we'll see but uh philip says usdt is shady usdc can get rugged by the us so we have to buy urn hey uh corval right. USD, usdt is pretty shady huh yeah usdt is shady i just want to tie off that last segment real quick, though, in that, and this is a concern for USDT and USDC as well, and EARN, uh, the U.S. House Financial Service Committee, remember we were talking about that stablecoin legislation a few months ago in July? Stablecoin. Uh, that proposal mm. would require all stablecoin issuers to back their tokens solely with cash, cash equivalents, and treasury bills. 
So this is something that this is an area that the big freaking eye of the government is is is, is on. Um, specifically. Yeah. So Beavis, prepare yourself, dude. <laughs> I, prepare think, yourself, I think I think right into Mordor, brother. Um, they're specifically talking about um, uh, U.S. based centralized stablecoin issuers. Um, and this is in response to essentially Tetherfoot and all the other uh, stablecoin FUD mired by banking issues. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, it makes sense. And and MICA kind of same deal. They're like no uh, endogenous collateral, um, you know, no Fugazi. Uh, you know, you, you need to, um, you know, not be whipping up Ponzi schemes like that's literally like all of this all this legislation is just like guys come on just chill out with the Ponzi's already mm-hmm. um so yeah I mean uh, to be honest like you know when we when we came out with uh ethos reserve or, or when we started building ethos reserve in in 2022 um there was a lot less clarity than there is now. And, and honestly, I think things are shaking out fairly well for stable coins. Um, like it could have been a lot worse. I think really, you know, the, the general mandate is let's stop Ponzi's, let's stop, you know, crap, you know, we're not going to let, uh, you know, uh, DeFi teams pretend to be a new government or whatever, and just mm-hmm. try to pretend that, you know, something's worth a dollar. That's not, um, that's basically, the longer and short of it. Well, let's pray that this they don't take such a blanket approach that it smothers all the possible innovation out there. So on that, though, stopping scams, you know, people throw a lot of dirt on USDT, Tether, right? Uh, something that's come out in the SBF trial, which we're going to be talking about it, guys. I'm sorry, we, we got to talk about it. So much stuff's coming out of, it, uh, of this trial. Lots of juicy and kind of interesting information in retrospect. One of the things is, Sam, it appears to me, it might be, that Sam kind of minted the bull market into existence with USDT, if you didn't know that. Um, And earlier we were talking about kind of like your expectations for the market, blood in the streets. Maybe our expectations for DeFi have always been skewed because Sam ballooned it for us. Um, Because he minted 60% of all the Tether minted in 2021. This has come out. um, On-chain data shows that Alameda was responsible for minting 39 billion dollars worth of USDT, a number that is 47% of Tether's circulating supply today. Some more numbers for you. Uh that was more than all the assets they had under management. It's crazy. Uh that was 60% of the supply over the course of 2021. So he kind of minted like all of this. Now, how the hell is Tether minted? Bebus, isn't it? You just don't you give them a dollar and they give you a tether back. Where did he get all this money? If he's if he doesn't have it even under management, he's not even spending his own cut. He's spending his customers' money, but he's got to have some more coming in, right? I mean, that's complicated. Um, if you if you've ever paid for like a software subscription, mm-hmm. you go to the page where it says, you know, free tier, pro mm-hmm. tier business tier and then enterprise tier contact us yeah baby what contact us means is you know we're gonna maybe do a little something in the back room Uh, (laughs) and you know maybe maybe that little something is you know kind of fugazi like Mm -hmm. hey we want to mint 
you know, 600 million tether uh, or however much tether, um, how can we do that uh, in a way that's as valuable as possible to us? Um, and, you know, following that line of thinking and, and following what has been revealed historically as Alameda's and SBF's and FTX's line of thinking, I think my biggest worry is that um, they were using Bitcoin as collateral to mint all of that. Mm -hmm. And they were essentially looping using Tether um, some kind of reserve asset. Hopefully it wasn't FTT tokens, um, but imagine if you will, uh, or hopefully it wasn't user deposits or FTX equity or whatever. But imagine, all of the above, baby, it was all of it. I think, I think it was FTT tokens, dude. Yeah. I think imagine, you know, you go to Tether, you're like, hey, you know, we'll take out a loan in, in USDT. You just throw this on your balance sheet and we'll give you these awesome tokens. Mm -hmm. uh, and then imagine, if you will, if you're, if you're a price manipulator, um, if you're doing fraud, what better way to realize your, you know, probably, like the best way to make money is be the be the only guy that's right, and the best way to be the only guy that's right is to commit fraud. Mm -hmm. So, if you're taking big loans from Tether, you're buying Bitcoin, you're throwing it back in as collateral, taking more big loans. Like for everybody in here that's a DeFi head, like we do the same thing on Ave or whatever. It's just you know we can't make money appear out of thin air. That's why mm -hmm. DeFi is awesome, but Tether, Tether technically can. So um, that's kind of my biggest worry, and we've seen like the flows from Alameda pumping Bitcoin borderline illegally um, and getting us to the insane valuations and price levels, um, obviously fueled by huge amounts of VC money, huge amounts of customer deposits, huge amounts of credit. Um, because imagine walking into the room in 2021 as SBF and asking for a loan. People will drool uh, mm. for a chance to give you a loan, especially crypto friendly lenders. Yeah. He knows Larry David. Um, he knows Larry David, bro. Larry David, dude, I'll bro. give you a loan. Dude, invite me to dinner with Larry David. Zero yeah, percent interest. Yeah. Come I mean, on. Taylor Swift, dude. You know everybody. <laughs> He's a freaking stud, dude. He was like Tom Cruise. <laughs> yeah. Meeting everybody. Larry David. Oh, I'm Larry David. Thank you, Mikey. <laughs> I forgot what he sounded like, but that was helpful. Uh, it sounds like this. Sounds like Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I don't want to concur. It's too much more. But <laughs> Dude, the... um. Yeah, so my takeaway from this is the real bull hasn't really even happened yet because it seems like it very well might have been just SBF looping, pumping, manipulating, throwing money around at everybody that asked him for money, pretty much. Any project that came to him, he would throw them millions and millions of dollars, maybe in a billion dollars. Um, so just willy-nilly. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but it makes me a little bit hopeful. Um, in that, you know, we probably are not going to get an insane pump like we did before, but we can still operate like a normal market. That's maybe yeah. even better. <laughs> well, maybe that's why we have been operating as a normal market is because yeah. the price was pumped and like, yeah, it seems like everything's really down bad now, but it's because it was ballooned by Alameda and Sam and Trabusco. Yeah. And maybe that, maybe, maybe that's why everything's totally fine right now, even though it seems like everything's crashing and burning. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to your point, John Steps, um, I yeah. actually think like this is there's a, a decent chance. 
So he's asking, wouldn't this imply Tether has $39 billion of bad backing? I actually suspect Tether is collateralized. Um, like, I, I suspect they were some of the biggest sellers of BTC. I imagine at one point, a lot of their shit was backed by crypto. And when you're the biggest crypto company, BTC counts as endogenous collateral when you're operating at that scale. So I think a lot of their de-risking is what tanked the market, to be honest. And they knew they knew about FTX. They know about any Binance stuff. They know about everything. Wow. Like, I feel like a long tether, bro. They're the I mean, real masterminds, I, dude. They're the master manipulators behind the scenes, dude. Dude, their yeah. business is so good. Like, right. like imagine, imagine all you have to do is like press mint and do a little go to meetings and go to conferences and like shake rich guys' hands. That's your business. Dude. You know, Binance is over here having to like balance, like spin one million plates, like and you know, uh do a bunch of crazy stuff and get sued incessantly. Gary Gensler's uh, in his office, right? Imagine that Gary Gensler's in his office and it's dark and this the wall in front just lights up. It's the fucking tether CEO and he's like, Good job, Gary. Exactly according to plan. You know, you know what Clay always used to say on the show back when Clay was on here and miss clay so much but he would always say he always took kind of like the side of tether which i you know i kind of do too he was like he was like i'm glad i'm glad the books aren't super uber transparent or transparent even at all with tether he's like because there's oh, yeah, some you, things there's some things that just need to don't want to know there's something we just don't want to know when it comes to an industry like this uh, i mean if they were truly like like awesomely if their reserves were as awesome as we hope they are they would just get like a full like two top four audits like they have the money to do whatever they want to prove like what they got going on but this is like poker you know even even if the game is over you don't necessarily want to show your hand mm -hmm. um because Ooh. you know Ooh. the psychological impact is tremendous and well, play poker before <laughs> No, Bebus, that was a dope. That was a great. Uh, that was a great analogy. Yeah, I mean, the, these like, dude, crypto. All crypto guys, it's like poker guys. It's like all all big finance guys are playing the same game. It's like when you're the biggest player in the room, you don't need to show your hand. And the thing is, like, we we had a vibe check last year with the USDC DPEG, and who performed? USDT. And at the end of the day everybody is going to remember that everybody's mm -hmm. going to remember that for the rest of time and you know like it, it was like you know there was a vibe check you got like you know usdt like goku just it washing over him and then usdc like krillin like no! you know he's like being pushed back trying his hardest mm -hmm. and he made it he didn't get exploded but even so it was like you know they, it kind of showed who's wearing the pants in the crypto market <laughs> I mean the the split or the the allocations in the stablecoin market kind of bear that out already. Tether is like sixty percent of the whole thing. Ethos, Ethos Reserve, one percent. We got point zero zero one percent of the stablecoin market. Next yeah, time, there, brother. <laughs> Next stop, the freaking moon. Yeah, South you're gonna eat Tether's lunch. South go with the, that's it, Bebus. I'm starting stablecoin. <laughs> Collateralized by used cars. At that. Collateralized with used cars. When you mint, a used car is bought on the back end to sell for profit. That's smart. That's smart. Mm -hmm. And you can you can start an oath chapter and use the Ethos Reserve protocol to collateralize your used cars. 
Think about that. Hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Let's risk on the business now. <laughs> I'll, do coin, I'll do a stable coin for uh, how many times I don't um, masturbate before I go to bed at night. What the die, Mikey? Oh, <laughs> dude, Mikey. He, he just wanted to bring up the masturbate. <laughs> dude, a very natural thing. Dude. We need the man. We need the men in black memory eraser. Uh, every time Mikey says something, oh. at, I used out to need men in black to put this alien in prison or whatever, blow him up. <laughs> I'll, have a, I'll, I'll have a webcam on me every time. Don't want to know. Dude, shut up, Mikey. Shut up, dude. Mikey, die. Save that. For your Stars Arena Premium, because that's our next topic. Stars Arena. <laughs> there you go. There's the recovers set most of their money. Easy. You remember, they lost a bunch of money. They got ninety percent of it back. Um, Bebus, goofy exploit. I saw you quote tweeting this because they were exploited, and I think they were losing money and bragging about it. The exploiter, right? Yeah. They, they so they there was money. there was okay. There was exploit number one. Total joke. Ridiculous. Um, exploit number two, oh, it turns out uh, platform is totally oh, yeah. insecure. The first exploit, some guy, some guy paid eight thousand uh, dollars to like steal two thousand dollars from the platform, and then what? he posted about it as if he like had just you know uh, figured he, out he you know Heather's vaults. Yeah, um, that was that was ridiculous. And and to be honest, I think that was like a real dangerous element because. That like everybody was like, oh, this is so stupid, and their guards fell, and TVL started rising. I was like, oh, this is this is all you got, hackers, epic hacker, because the guy like was pretending that it was this big epic deal and it was nothing. So I think that it washed away a lot of people's skepticism, and and the platform like tripled really quick and it grew really mm -hmm. fast, and then boom, um, you know, total loss, uh, and. I think they raised three million to cover that gap, and then mm -hmm. also they got the money back, ninety percent of it. So probably a win for them. And honestly, from what I saw, it's a good app. And uh, you know, I think um, I like I like the their marketing, like the in the arena thing. I think that's really cool. Um, Front Tech seems like a little elitist to me. I'm kind of like a cockroach, so you know I see all the big influencers mm -hmm. like bragging about you know their expensive Front Tech tokens. I'm like, bro. I want something free, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. let me get, let me get the Domino's free pizza well, or whatever. It seems like stars arena might be up your alley a little bit more than, because it seems to me that the only difference I haven't tried stars yet. I don't know if I will. I'm not super hot on the friend, the, the social fi narrative. I'm not hot on social. Like I don't yeah. cry. Yeah. I mean, come on guys, uh, look <laughs> around you. <laughs> uh, it's pickleball or nothing right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. the but the only difference between Stars Arena and Frentech from what I could find was that there's a public feed in Stars Arena like Twitter, so you can make public posts, which seems to me to be like the most no brainer addition. Yeah. Frentech. If, if, Dude, if listen. Uh really quickly. And then, you know, I'll let someone much smarter than me talk. Um, you know, if you're gonna go for like uh, some type of decentralized or uh, crypto-friendly, blockchain-friendly uh, social media platform. You know, I like I like Blue Sky. I like I like Farcaster or Warpcaster, whichever Warpcast, whichever. You, you, download, you download the app Warpcast, and then it's actually Farcaster. too complicated. It's I've not, them. It's really not. I've it's tried really them. 
I'm a dude. I'm a literal when it comes to social media. I am a bug. Okay, I want. It's too complicated for. I want one thing. I want one thing. I want to be able to look at my screen, make money, receive the items. I don't want to make money. I want money to be no part of it. I don't want to think about money. That's 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 forecaster. That's blue sky. It's it's yeah. But forecaster, you need to you need to click on you need to click into these little areas. You know, (laughs) and just clicking around, dude. Dude, I I don't want to click. It's just like using Twitter. It's just like using Twitter with Farcaster and Blue Sky. It's the exact same format. And my thing is like, if you want an actual social media platform to actually receive information, uh, you know, oh, Corval, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, guys. I'm listening, dude. No, so no, seriously. Uh, so, <laughs> but if you want to do the social fi, those are things like Friend Tech, Stars Arena, things that I said a while ago probably wouldn't really take off. Stars Arena launched on Avalanche, had two crazy exploits, but still look like they're going to be okay. Frentech, I haven't really honestly heard about that in the past couple of weeks, and it's probably because of the war over in uh, Palestine and um, in, in, in Israel. Uh, but also, the but people still made money with Frentech. I don't go to social media platforms to make money, and maybe I'm an idiot. Frentech to me is like Herbalife. It's like, it's like, um, like a a plug and play way. If you're not like super skilled or creative to leverage your social capital, uh, to make a Ponzi scheme. Couldn't you just also, yeah, I mean, it is like, (laughs) it, it adds like another layer to it that seems like appealing to the typical user. Cause like, oh, I can just sell my subscription now. But it's literally no different than for, for the content creator than like making your Twitter like subscribe posts, right? No. Buy, like, buy my key like r- reads a lot to me like buy my uh, OnlyFans. Buy my OnlyFans. Buy my OnlyFans. Like buy my buy my protein shake. You know, buy my freaking uh, Tupperware. Yes. Buy my perfume. Buy my cosmetics. Avon. And it only it only costs ten times more than it would from a normal store, but I'm your friend. So if you if you do this, I'll be your friend. Uh, so it's just like it's just like how can we monetize parasocial relationships on the internet? Uh, I mean, which, they've already monetized parasocial relationships. It's it's like a how can we make the monetization even more Byzantine? and inaccessible <laughs> to the average person and uh, and more efficient and more efficient so now you don't need to get in the seed round of a project or pretend to be like a developer or whatever uh to to leverage all this stuff all you need to do is make a friend tech account you know what would be really good for friend tech some sort of cult you know what i mean like i get you to buy my key and now you have a sunk cost and now i can start making you do more things that you maybe <laughs> don't want to do but you got the sunk cost in and buns is right. Buns is I'm, so right. I'm being a hater because I have no clout. Yeah, buns, buns, I don't want to know how many keyholders Buns has. She probably has a disgusting amount. Probably one billion. You have zero keyholders without <laughs> every single holders, and yeah, pretty much. That's okay. I can be a hater because you know I'm, uh, you know I'm not the target demo. You know they right. don't need me to be successful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll tell you that much. Uh, they they do not need me. No, or people like me. So, no, I need you to be successful on Twitter. What? I need you to be successful. Um, I think what these platforms need, and this is what Stars Arena got right, is just a free-to-play mode. It's like if you read – 
I just read any book about getting people addicted to apps and, you know, it'll tell you, you need to give them the first hit free. And that's what friend tech doesn't have right now, because if you want to access anything, you need to buy a key and onboard money. But stars arena is like, Hey, here's the, here's the free uh, little feed. And Twitter already is this, you know, it's like, you know, here, here's free access to my content. But if you want more, you got to go to friend tech, you got to go to OnlyFans, you got to go to whatever. And maybe Twitter is the, is the free to play uh, friend tech um, just cause they're borrowing so much kind of weight from it. But um, yeah, no, it's I just think, like complicated, man. I think if they want to make friend tech really take off, cause look, the thing is we always talk about mass adoption or whatever, right? Look, mass adoption is not going to happen until someone's designed for like a person sub 100 IQ, like sub like like Corbin, dude, like Justin Beavis, like dude, like, like, man, yes, like me for me, dude, for like a person who like has absolutely no interest in finance whatsoever. Like they don't like they the, the people that like don't even know what their own personal finances are, right? That's that's what because that's like most people. You know what I mean? Like, if yeah. you look at the, we're on the, the American population, yeah, we're on the wrong side of the bell curve. Look, the median sixty-eight percent hates hates crypto. The bell curve is huge, and you fall on it in different areas. Like in different areas of expertise, you're going to fall in different spots of the bell curve. Most people don't. Care this is ableist. That, look, <laughs> at the end of the day, what I think you really need to do for friend tech is you need to lean into the friend thing. When you buy someone's friend tech key, you're not just getting access to their group chat. They're actually your friend. That means you're allowed their personal phone number. You can call them and you can ask them to help you move. Yep. You can ask them to go meet you for lunch. They're your friend. Well, I've right. seen stuff that's essentially that, like people just offering services in exchange for key ownership, trying to, yeah. you know, pump volumes, which is, I mean, it's just like, um, it's like, I don't know, the, the economics, like only, only with hype do the economics make sense. And it's working and mm -hmm. it's really smart and it's going to be a good case study. And, you know, probably all the, you know, grumpy anti-social you know data pigs will you know sit down in six months and do a bunch of back testing and figure out why i was successful um and they they've figured a lot of stuff out and maybe maybe what they figured out is just already be clouded up and get a paradigm safe going uh mm -hmm. and you know maybe that's maybe that's the trick but um i like to think that it's more than that i like to think that there's some secret sauce uh that's you know worth a closer look you know, not. a certain exclusive clothing brand, you can only buy my limited edition uh, blazers with my friend Techie. You know what I mean? Introduce some exclusivity, dude. I'm all into exclusivity now. Anyway, I'm getting uh, – my mind is racing right now thinking about friend tech. It induces so many emotions, that frenzy of it. Um, we're almost done with the show, so we can talk a little bit more about SPF, right? Is that cool with you guys? Well, I wanted to do my uh, my thing too. Oh yeah, you want to play your game, Mikey? Let's do it. Yeah, unless unless everybody in the chat wants to hear about SBF more, we can do both. It's fifty five minutes. I'm game. Yeah, I'm down. I have two hours blocked out for block bites, so uh, do that's that's my my cheat code. I block out two hours, even though it's only ninety minutes, so people can't schedule meetings. That's what's after. up, player. <laughs> Do, uh, that, yeah. start, start, start with the a little more about SBF, and then uh, and then I got a little game to play after this. Okay. Video. 
with you. So I want to block out this time here. Um, How are you've muted yourself somehow, Corval? So I wanted to block out this time to give us some space to apologize to Caroline. Um, because I think it's now become clear to everybody, you know, we made fun of her on the show a few times, but she was just a love struck girly who was just a little too boy crazy. And that's how she wound up in this crazy position, you know? And I mean, what girl hasn't been there? Am I right, Mikey? <laughs> oh, right, dude. I've been there so many times. And I get it. You know, I'm not the only one feeling this way. Ryan Selkis, SBF is going to jail as he should. Caroline is too, but deserves leniency for her cooperation and sympathetic position. I'm not on it up on the screen. Stay, stop. Stay focused, you fools. The barbarians are at the gates, and Senator Warren is 100 times more evil and Machiavellian than either of them. Fair point, I think. Fair point. Um, 100 times? Yes. hundred times more evil. Yes. Right, so is that times. another guy comparing himself to a cockroach? We need to start like a cockroach game. I don't know what this is because I have seen this cockroach bug thing next to a couple people's Twitter usernames. Um, I, I love Ryan Selkis. He used to, I think he's just going after that engagement monetization thing, man. Yeah. He is trying oh, yeah. to be a lot more. Uh, Mm -hmm. <laughs> he's yeah he's he's just like i mean here's what i think maybe mm -hmm. um he probably doesn't have to work that much anymore uh he's probably on the internet too much uh he's probably somehow becoming radicalized uh as people like that tend to be and you know uh the trajectory i've seen from ryan selkis has gone from you know, serious lover of data and transparency to uh, like Keemstar. Um, yes, dude. Drama so, alert, dude. So, yeah, I mean, uh, this is crazy and hyperbolic, I guess, trying to tease some some insight out of it. Because uh, Ryan Selkis, uh, you know, he's he's been around the block. Um, you know, Senator Warren, 100 times more evil. She just has constituents that want to be represented, you know. Uh, she just has a difference of opinion, um, and she's like, does what needs to be done on the political end of things, this just like everybody else. Her, this might be tied to her recently pushing. There was an article that came out. She's pushing to get the IRS to implement those crypto tax rules ASAP because they're hurt for cash, buddy. Uh, so annoying. Yeah, yeah, where they come, they, they come to your door. They come knocking at your door. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I think you're poor, Mike. You're gonna say, "Give me your millions." I hear you're giving out money on Fridays. Give me your money. Um, no, I think uh, I get his point here in that it's more like, "Look, they're getting their comeuppance now. Why waste our time talking about them uh, when we could talk about someone who's like also kind of threatening our industry here?" But it's funny to watch the emotional turmoil around all of this. Um, this is a very popular poster, Degen Spartan. Uh, he's saying that pretty much if you tell him to, if you're standing up for her in any way, uh, I think you're a dumbass, pretty much. <laughs> and I will always think you're a dumbass. Um, I think it's very funny to see how worked up people get about it. Because uh, I think it doesn't matter like how sympathetic she appears. She's going to get prison time. She's going to get punished for this. There's no, she's implicated herself on the stand. Yeah multiple times already she's admitted to doing crimes facilitating crimes knowing they were crimes 
So I don't know. It is fun to call her like a troll gremlin. She's ugly. Point out she's ugly. But, but I mean, no. she's heard that her whole life, buddy. I mean, but like. I'm just a little girl. She get she got she that's got funny. money though. She got money. She got money. I she wonder if she's money. gonna get to keep it. That's the real concern. No. Um well why wouldn't she keep it? Are they gonna are they gonna I feel like a lot of it she'll keep? Who's gonna seize it? Hmm. Who's gonna seize it? Me. Oh good. <laughs> they can find it. They can find it, buddy. Yeah, I mean, um I I like this is like I mean, if if I were smart, I would be talking about this nonstop. But to me, it's just like you got to do this to drive up your your. It's engagement. just drama alert, bro. It's like yeah, you got to. You got to be Keemstar, bro. That's all. How many how many, how many Keemstar got? Y'all, I used to. I twenty twenty one man. I was on crypto Twitter, dude, and I was loving life, dude. There was so much great information, so much, so many great opinions and great insight into this technology, and now it's all the same thing yeah it's a bunch of it's a bunch of uh accounts that are called things like nft god nft saint nft big boy and <laughs> even and boy. even and even and even like you know like autism capital used to be some and and, and you know they're he's autism capital is not one of the worst this group but uh but they're all just going after that engagement it's driving me insane dude. he used to he used to on a daily basis talk about how much he loves ftx and spf mm -hmm. That's why he's. Been, I remember. He's and the then now he's now. done like a 180. Like I guess maybe like in reparations for you know feeding into the opposite end of things. But all the people being loudest about this case are overcompensating for something. Like I I went through all of 21 2021 into 2022 saying the words FTX or Alameda under five times. You know uh, and. Yes. And now, like, you know, all the people that were talking about it incessantly are the ones talking about the case incessantly. And it's like, you know, uh, it, it's it, it just reads to me as as totally disingenuous. Um, and it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you're following the narrative as as you're supposed to as an influencer or whatever the hell you are. But um, I think the credibility, the credibility of of influencers or whatever uh on twitter it has has just been going straight downhill i mean honestly i think djen spartan is one of the uh Realist. more credible uh, more credible sources of of information even though he says things in an absolutely unhinged way it's mm -hmm. just like you know comedy speak double speak whatever yeah. um but yeah it, it's just like well, this whole from start to finish from the moment people found out ftx was insolvent to today and i'm sure two years from now it's just like a, an issue mired in like you know nothing real nothing tangible i don't think anybody actually cares as much about it as they're pretending to um you know they hurt a lot of people they hurt a lot of people that you know um probably will never get their money back uh and mm -hmm. that's just that it's like don't pretend that you think about it all the time. Don't pretend that you're actually like, I don't know. It, it yes. just, it just reads as a big, you know, circle jerk to me. Everybody just wanting to trend hop and, and talk Baby, about that's, it. That's been Twitter from the beginning. I think we're oh. looking at the past with little rose colored glasses. Oh, if we're thinking that it's, there was a time when it was this golden website where you could go on and get deep, rich insights consistently. Like, you could. Or it's it was one, wasn't it still like you just, you could have like, 
280 characters on a tweet or something. Well, it's it's been it's been bad since 2016, I think. Yeah, uh, it's, it and it's been trending downwards. It hasn't been bad. The monetization aspect of Twitter that Elon Musk brought in has turned. Mm. It was bad before turned, that, dude. Turned, it was way it's, bad before. It was, that. It's no, been bad no. since 2016. It's but but it's turned these 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 uh, X accounts that I used to really like. Ah. Um, uh. It's turned them into just recycling the same, um, yeah. you know, just like hyper, just notification uh, news. Well, it's it's all about um, and, and, information and, and, dispersal, and it's dispersing information, the information that people want to know, so the mainstream info that people care about, and it's you know dispersing information of the highest bidder, like if it, you know. You you think of uh, like the the new Facebook product Oculus Three or whatever. Have you been mm -hmm. seeing posts about that nonstop from influencers nope. and whatnot? Not I have, either. and it's been a pain in the ass. And I, I I don't care about VR. I've never cared about VR. I'm not really a gamer, and I get it incessantly. And it's just like open sourcing the algorithm has turned Twitter into the most efficient information delivery machine, whether it's force feeding you or not uh, of all time. And, and we're seeing everybody fall in line. I'm in the process of falling in line, you but know, and, you, but, but like the information used to always, the information that I received used to be things that I was actually looking for. Mm. Now it's just on, on my for you page. Now it's just Elon Musk tweets <laughs> and, and, yeah. and, 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 and Mario Nothwall. And, yeah, in the Krasenstein brothers. I don't see those people that I've never interacted with before, and they're just constantly for you. Are you on the right? Are you on the right tab? I don't so see. I, I don't. I, I said my for you page. Mm. Oh, it is. So not not the following. Not the following. Yeah. For you yeah. Someone pointed that out. There's like if you're. It's wild how like my following tab is just like a you know it's just a list of all the posts that you know I want to see because I'm following these people, and then my for you tab is like the most deranged collection of information right. to try to drive me like insane with anger or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's what it is. It's a mixture of the algorithm. And then it's also these people, I don't know how many of them are actually trying to chase making money with Twitter specifically, like through the platform they are. and how many are doing a lot of them. I'm sure a lot of the big ones, but I'm sure a lot of these accounts are not making that much. It's more like they're trying to retain their following because the market is down, like specifically the crypto ones, they want to retain a following, but they don't really have a lot to post. So they've got to talk it's like, about. It's, it's like the Dogecoin guy, Billy. Billy. Mm -hmm. Have you seen his tweets lately? No. His, no. his tweets are things like, his. he will post a picture, you know, the Billy uh, SB2K guy, whatever, uh, the guy that created Dogecoin. He will post pictures of like a math problem, right? Like 2x plus y parentheses five minus three parentheses okay. that was Sorry. awesome mm -hmm. thanks mike it's a good one <laughs> it will post things like that equation. it's just it's just hit <laughs> that engagement i'm done talking about this no i don't understand like uh I, you see these on tiktoks and stuff like literally the dumbest attention traps like uh yeah. you're right mikey you're right like, yes. where, where they're like what's the correct answer to this problem and it's just like a math problem from like the fifth grade or sixth grade or whatever right. Or can you find the hidden object? And like four of them are really easy to find, but the last one's not even in the picture. My my whole battle with the Oath Foundation Twitter, if you've been paying attention, like to the past four weeks, 
like we we've been studying the shit out of the the Twitter algorithm internally mm -hmm. because all of us like none of us are like marketing guys copywriting guys like hey we're gonna sell you you know a dollar for 10 bucks um you know we're, we're people that care and we're fighting against you know the salesy guys and information from nft god um beast no uh the the twitter algorithm is open source um so a little a little from nft god a little from some of our marketing advisors um and uh you know, you can just read uh, in, in GitHub everything that's going on. And um, it, it's it's just been like really difficult finding a voice that's authentic while also playing by the rules being sure. we want the long posts. We want the listicles. We want the short form video. We want everything. Bop, 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 bop. We want everything spread out. We want the white space. You know, we want the SEO optimization. We want the hashtags like Bro, being genuine. You know what you got to do? You got to get two toilets and you got to swing them at each other on camera. <laughs> and then you have over that, you're explaining the ethos system. And so people are focused. They're watching the toilet, but they're passively absorbing yeah. the ethos. Subway surfer. We've, subway we've, we've, actually, yeah. we've experimented with subway surfer uh, tutorial videos. Subway surfer. I mean, you got to get even more creative than that. You got to, you got to find things that are, uh, even more like tie a potato tie a potato to your ceiling fan the most sickly visual asmr yeah tie a potato to your ceiling fan like hold a knife around. up and and wait for the potato to hit the knife and see if it'll cut through and, and do the time, and do the ai guy hand. voice and the entire you yeah. heard about ethos yeah. reserve <laughs> yes yeah that's the what it, token is the highest oh. yielding secure stable coin <laughs> on the market and the skibbity, yeah. the skibbity toilet is the ultimate attention trap. Oh, dude, skibbity toilet is awesome. Get Desty, get Desty to make you some Gary's mod videos. Yeah, and you'll be good, dude. Honestly, oh, wow. I should just narrate narrate the entire skibbity toilet series one by one on the Oath Foundation Twitter, uh, um, and talk about it in the context of uh, the cryptocurrency industry and do a critical analysis. Uh, yeah, get from them a crypto founder's dude. perspective. Wow. You got it. Yeah, you're targeting the that like the shit out of that fifteen year old market. Get them inducted into cryptocurrency. Young. You, know, you see, this represents market. USDC, the evil toilet masters, the camera heads. <laughs> this is Tether, <laughs> and ERN. You see, flying in from the south. But hell yeah! All right, so, yeah. so 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 let me ask you this real quick, both of you, and then and then mm -hmm. I want to do my little game. Um, but so you know, we we've been talking. I, I can't remember how this even started. We were talking about Caroline, I think. But uh, we, we, we kind of like moved the conversation on to uh, this new X app and sort of where you get information from. So, Bebus, you first. So who are some of your favorite X accounts to go get genuine, solid, um, you know, blockchain crypto information from Web3? Where do you go? Like, who do you like to look up first? It's been a long day and you just kind of like want to see what's been going on. You open up the X app. Who do you search for? Um, I like uh, here. Actually, I have a, a list of people that I follow. Um, let's see. Uh, ba -ba 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 -ba. I like uh, following the Crypto Lynn newsletter. Crypto Lynn? Yeah. yeah. I like following Hoeem. I like following Steven, the calculator guy. Oh, for sure. I like following Dynamo Patrick, Dynamo DeFi. 
Um, I like the yield farming delucinator guy. Uh, he's not really a, an influencer or whatever, but um, I like his commentary. Uh, Pantoshi, uh, I follow um, yeah, for have like, some fun with Pantoshi, dude. High scale trading. Um, and uh, Nick Dracon usually surfaces good information. Um, yeah. And then, like, if you follow a handful of people, they generally retweet all the good stuff anyway. Yeah. Um, and I just have a list called Smart DeFi People um, that I review uh, every so often. And and I think, like, uh, I, like I follow way too many people. Um, so you need to use a list. Otherwise, I just see, like, you know, a a bunch of stuff. I don't even know how I follow. Every time I see like a cool drawing, I just follow them. I'm like, oh, a cool drawing. And then like a year later, it's like I go to the I go to the following page and it's just, you know, 50 like sketches and then like one picture of a Japanese guy like eating yeah. a burger or something. Oh, um, I get you. That's a good list, man. Congratulations, Beavis. You have the Mikey seal of approval for uh, your ex account following. Corval. Thank you. Do you want Thank one you as well? Know. Who are you? Where are you following? Um, so usually, I mean, I don't even remember. I follow like a lot of those same people. I follow a bunch of people. I usually just spam a bunch of stuff onto my timeline. I have a couple things that I go to. I use Lynn's newsletter a lot. Lynn, yeah, Crypto Lynn. And then I also use, you know, like Masari and stuff. I like to use the third party ones, which essentially just are news aggregators. Mm -hmm. um, because what I like to do is if I see what I'm trying to get is just to the general trend of the day. Like what are people talking about? Yeah, and then I'll go look deeper on, onto it on my own. Um, just because Twitter is usually such like a cesspool a lot of the time. X. Um, yeah, it's kind of like you you need you need to find the heartbeat and you need to see where trends are going. Um, yeah. and I think like uh, crypto, like crypto, Lynn, I would say is someone that's usually way ahead of curve. Like um, the uh, Hawim guy and like a lot of the people that are in the, in the dregs um, are usually talking about stuff six to 12 months before it gains a lot of traction. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, we've talked about it before. That's just kind of the evolution of capital formation. It's like, okay, we're getting close to market. Um, let's maybe, uh, you know, hit on some of the smaller influencers. Let's maybe, you know, go into the alpha testing or beta testing phase. Let's start to see if uh, our narrative resonates. Um, and then once they're like, okay, we know we have product market fit. We're built, built to scale. Let's start bidding on the huge influencers and, mm -hmm. uh, you know, advertising venues. Um, and, and it's nice, you know, like if you, if you follow the money and you follow the growth of, of the natural growth of a business and the natural formation of, of capital behind a token or a protocol or whatever, you can generally predict trends really, really, really well um, and be six to 12 months ahead of curve, um, uh, not ahead of curve finance. It's hard to be that far ahead of them. But, I like how uh, kind of pulling the curtain back on the economy of information like how, how it starts to roll out uh, yeah you're all of you everybody here is just paid like to like the things they like everybody here the only reason you like what you like is because someone paid some money during your formative years and maybe those formative years are still going on uh for you to like that thing so oh God, you're right so, sorry sorry for twisting your your reality wow uh, i'm you're like right. the I'm joker consumerism and <laughs> capitalism
Philip has a great point here too. Twitter is good to get quick official numbers from ECB, Fed. Agree. Yeah, it's good for getting the idea that a new story has broken. It's not good for getting like how true. What are the true aspects of this new story? Yeah. It's right. good if you like disinformation. It's good yeah. if you like uh, people with zero accountability people, saying stuff yes. that's patently yeah. false. Great for being like, what are people trying to influence me on today? And then exactly. Yeah. If, if that's your mindset going into it, if you're like, okay, what are people talking about? What are they trying to trick me into thinking? Mm -hmm. uh, and and take it step by step from there. You just need to be like, you need to just be autistic and be very hard to influence for better That's or worse. Impossible. Even autistic people are influenceable. What do you think? They just naturally like Pokemon a lot? <laughs> no. there, there's like a very special type of advertising that like beams into the autist's brain and just instantly like switches it on. Yeah. Uh, forever. Uh, real quick. Before we I want to address Erzangel's question here. How can one tokenize a house on a blockchain where many authorities are not even remotely digitalized? How would property rights be changed in such a case? Uh, the answer, I believe, is SPVs, which are special purpose vehicles, which are like subsidiaries spun up by companies. Uh, it gets a little bit more complicated than that, but basically a little SPV is spun up to own the property, and I think they turn the right over to that SPV to you when you purchase the digital property. Uh, you can look into it more because it also depends on your jurisdiction. Tangible, which we're looking at, largely focused on the UK. I think they own a couple of American properties. Uh, but yeah, that's a quick little information bullet for you there. Start you on your journey. Get red-pilled on uh, the complexities of business. <laughs> now, Mike. Yeah. And Corval is the biggest red pill I've ever met in my life. Okay, so, guys. It's been I'm a fun top, show. I'm top G now. It's been a fun show. surrender to me, bitch. It's been a fun show. Can I? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Go ahead, it's your show now, dude. It's been a fun show. Killed Mikey. Oh my god. Yep. I would be glad for that, honestly. <laughs> I will be, I'll tell you my Mikey, hurry up. Come on. Oh my god. Get it out. Right. <laughs> it's been a fun show. So I want to do uh something a, a little more fun just at the end of the at the end of the show here before we uh before we wrap it up. I want to do a little a little word association. This is called the word association DAO, where I'm gonna say a word that is related to uh, blockchain, cryptocurrencies, Web3, and Bebus and Corval, and the chat, if you guys are listening still, can't imagine why you would be, but if you are still listening. They're listening, bro. Put it, put it in the chat. Now. Put it in the chat as well. <clears throat> Um, yeah understand everybody world. get engaged right now or i'll kill you get engaged get engaged get engaged <laughs> activate make sure you like, like comment subscribe yeah, okay. right. now that we've now that we've woken them from their slumber all right so are you guys ready all right so the first word ready so just no. one word or or like not ready give me another five I'm minutes not, i'm gonna get in trouble but start it mikey <laughs> no 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 these are all pretty these are all pretty tame all right, okay. first word. First word. Word association down. DeFi kingdoms. Scam. Chungus. <laughs> Scam and Chungus. Okay, great. Thanks, guys. Scam and Chungus. And combine those two. That's our answer. How about, um, all right, ready for this one? Modular. Scam. <laughs> Modular. Yeah, I said blocks. I said scam. Blocks? Why'd you yeah, say blocks? Block scam. John Stepp said harmony. 
Dude, we're good. Okay. Can I think for like one second? Because otherwise I'm just going to say scam for everything because. Yeah, dude, take your time. There's I'm thinking about how I don't want to call everything a scam and it's just making the first word that comes into my head scam. No, you got to be honest. Take your time. Take your time. Modularity. Uh, I, I say the future. That's yeah, two sure. words. Whatever. I, I would agree. Next modular, question. Futuristic. Modular blockchains. Futuristic. I'd agree. Um, Insecure third, is another word. That's for Michael. Third word, proto. Dang. Sharding. Nice. <laughs> nice. We're nice winning, job, dude. I think we're getting a high score. <laughs> nice job. All right. Uh, next word, blocks. Space. Babies. Oh, I get it. <laughs> blocks, babies? Dude, babies play with blocks, bro. Yeah, when I was a dude, when I was a kid, little was, letter blocks. Beavis, this oh, is I, this is crypto blockchain. Oh. What did him get what, him started early? Wrong? Get well, him you're started gonna say you wrong. How do you get how do you get word association wrong? Philip yeah. said block fights. Well, I'll tell you how you get it wrong. Be like Beavis. Call everything a scam and then call it a baby. Yeah, we should have said block bites. Philip said block bites. Philip said block bites. So, all right, next word. All right, remember. Word association, take your time. SHA-256. KEKAK. What do you say, CAC? KEKAK? KEKAK. Oh, I thought you were saying like KEK. Like you're some kind of 4chan or something. Quantum. What did you say? Quantum resistant. I said encryption. Quantum resistant, Beavis. All right, next word. Even though that's Quantum. not one word. Resistant. <laughs> Miami. Fintech. Yeah. Miami? Yeah. Quantum Miami. Miami okay. is a quantum zone. You go into Miami, you understand that they're operating at a different level. There was speaking of tweets, there's still a couple good ones. I saw a guy say that he went to Miami when he was like 24 and he said he, he felt like he was in an MMO and he just stumbled into the high level zone on accident. Yep. I feel the same exact way. Yep. I can only go in like I have to turn PvP mode off and just go in as an observer. Oh yeah, dude. The 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 skill levels are too high. The gear is way too high level. I can only imagine the drops if you were to take someone out. What do you anyway. guys? What do you guys think? Adam Callen was saying he he responded cat. What do you think? Quantum cat. Schrodinger's cat. Schrodinger's cat, bro. Yeah. So what would that be for? Proto cat. No. Block cat. Quantum, quantum dude. Quantum. Quantum. Schrodinger's oh cat. My God. Schrodinger's of cat. Of course. Of course. Dude. And then Easy Node said Quantum Leap. You haven't been watching enough Big Bang Theory. <laughs> no, I haven't. Oh, come right, up next word, next word. Only three more words. Three more words and we'll be done. Next word. Trial. By fire. Error. <laughs> that was two words again. Trial. Fire. Well, no, two words is fine. I, I would have said something like, uh, you know, SBF or Caroline. Or, <laughs> yeah, that would make sense. SEC, you know. Circus. Would, that is, would, is what I would say. That would have been good, Beavis. Yes, very good. After hearing all those other words. Philip got it. Philip's, Philip and Adam, Caroline, SBF. <laughs> so this is like a point three. system? Like there's a right word? There, in my opinion, yeah, there is a white word. And none of you have gotten it. There's so a, like, a what word? A white, white word? A white word? I said a Dude. white word. Yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, we right. both just heard your own. Two words left. Next word. Runway. Plane. Six months. 
Thank you, Beavis. Yeah. Oh, Beavis so, just tipped his hand. Corval, it's not. Uh, it has to be related to blockchain. I don't get it, dude. Are you trying to understand my psychology, or am I supposed to be trying to get your the answer you thought of? No, it's. I, I told you at the beginning. The word association DAO. It's. 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 These words should be related to. Oh, okay. Crypto Web three. So when I said runway, Beavis said six. Web three enabled plane. Oh, perfect. All right. Bear market. You maintain that six month runway. Hope for the best. Oh yeah. South, South Toa said Phantom. Philip said thirty year. Who has the thirty year <laughs> runway? Phantom, the Phantom Foundation. Phantom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cronier. Let's start making some money, everybody else. Mm -hmm. All right, guys. The last word. This has been pretty fun, though. We, we might do this again. Last word. It's actually, um, it's an it's an acronym, but I'm gonna say it, and you'll all know what it means. The last word for the word association DAO is OM. be crypto related 33 scam is that one word yeah, there you go 33 and scam yeah yeah good job okay Beast. yeah that that's fun. what i'm saying that's adam cool. callen imagine doing free association with your psychoanalyst and they keep telling you you got it wrong yeah dude we're it's revoking mikey's license it's not it's not free association there were stipulations at the beginning of this that so who won bebus um Mikey won. Oh, I think so. Well, probably Adam Callan won. I think yeah. Adam Callan or Saltoa probably won. If Mikey was my psychoanalyst, I would be institutionalized. Corval, I, I would go in the first day. He'd do, let's do some free word association. If then, within of... 30 seconds, he would have the padded wagon come pick me up, <laughs> throw it's me not in. Free word room. association. There were stipulations. There were rules. He has. He's actually created an algorithm that ranks the words we say uh, by their uh, uh, association with crypto. Mm -hmm. So the higher our association score, the better. He's doing this all actually in the background. He's actually yeah. oh, implemented well, the algorithm in his, in, his, in his mind, and it's he can just run it instantly. Here. But see, look, Saltoa said, uh, well, so he said, I said, oh, he said meditation. Not quite right. But then he said fork. Boom. That's a big and That's one. the rightest of them all. Mr. Clean said degen. Philip said rebasing. Salto also said lol, and so did Aaron's ghost. I think that might be the right answer. Those <laughs> mean laugh out loud, and that could easily be an answer for Ohm, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, definitely. All right, well, three, that, that, was the end. that was the end of the, uh, the first ever Word Association DAO. I thought it was pretty fun. Too bad Corval and Beavis didn't understand what was going on. That's the awesome. DAO or Mikey come up with the rules? I'll let you decide. I'll let you. Yeah, I think the audience out. should should. We need to implement a fair scoring mechanism. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And there, there will be consequences. There already yeah. is a fair scoring mechanism. You want to know? You want to know who lost the game? Mikey, <laughs> who didn't who didn't give a didn't single word association. Yeah, that's true. I was the man giving the word associations after us. So you cheated and stole from us. <laughs> yeah. That is true. You waited for us both to answer. In fact, I'm going to say me and Corval win in a tie and all the audience. All the audience is first place along with Corval and I and Mikey. I you come in at a close second. 30-way tie and then Mikey for <laughs> second. God. I think that sounds about right. Remember to like, comment, and subscribe, everybody, for more awesome, mm -hmm. mind-melting content. Mm -hmm. Yeah, guys, we like to have fun. We like to have a little bit of fun, fun here. A little fun. And also, we like to talk about REITs and RWAs. 
This is so, this is this is the liquidity is drying up podcast. Mm-hmm. This is the interest rates are, you know, five and a half percent podcast. Yeah, and comment on on uh, Oath X posts. Oh yeah, yes. comment on yeah, comment on the Oath Foundation's posts, everybody. Thank you, South Toa. Yeah, and with good comments too. And I mean, they good better be great. I better read out. them and, and smile and feel joy in my heart. Otherwise, I'm reporting you. Yeah, and if you feel like it, you can comment on on the Block Bites post, but you know. Oh yeah, don't remember. forget about Block Bites. Anyway, that was our show, guys. I hope you guys all enjoyed it. Oh wait, um, wait, 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 wait! One more little question right here from John Steps. Okay. Nevis. Sam actually, I, Sam followed the foundation the other day, and we're kicking off their conversation soon. When at when Sfrax on Ethos. Yeah. Oh, well, Sam. Okay. So, say that, that's not special. Sam is like one of the most active people in the entire DeFi uh, mm-hmm. ecosystem. Um, yeah. But yeah, he's. Uh, we'll see. Uh, maybe even a, an oath chapter. Uh, you know, we'll see. <laughs> but yeah, Frax. Frax is doing some cool stuff. We'll save that for another episode. I'm excited to hear about it, dude. Put that's that one in the cool. docket. Yeah. How will the Credit Crunch podcast be? Stay tuned and find out, buddy. Anyway. Like I was saying before, thanks for tuning in, everybody. It really does mean a lot to me, and I'm sure it means a lot to Mikey and Beavis for you all to be here because chat is just so fun. And anyone listening later, thanks for listening in. And uh, hmm, anything else you guys want to say before I say I love you and goodbye? Um, <laughs> DeFi is awesome, and everybody keep believing. We got this. Right. We can do it. I needed that hopium, Mikey. <laughs> yeah, I'll just say, um, you know, like every Monday we do the uh, the Shimmer Community X Spaces. Um, anyone listening, tune in. Those that. are funny. We've been <laughs> Those having are a, funny. We've, yeah, we've, we've been having a really good time. I host yeah. them, so you know they're. You want to be... see Mikey run a whole show? <laughs> you want to see me host a show? Yeah, come to Shimmer yeah. X Spaces. Imagine Monday. just just imagine it's like Eldritch Terror. You know, just think <laughs> yeah, in a good way. <laughs> You never know what's going to happen next. It's something, it's never what you think. <laughs> 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, um, 6 p.m. Central European Time. John Steps and JW are in there a lot, so I appreciate them. And, of course, everybody else that is in the Shimmer community. So I'll, that, that's it for me. Yeah. Awesome. Swag. Thank you, guys, uh, for, for viewing and listening. We really, really uh, appreciate it. Um, and I have a lot of fun. So keep keep coming to these Thursday shows and keep supporting Block Bites. Please, so I have something to do instead of meetings on Thursday mornings. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, we love you all out there listening, and we hope you have a great end of your week. And we'll see you Monday on that Shimmer Space. Adios, baby. Bye-bye.